Welcome to Standing Grace with Alan McQuarrie, a ministry of Thousand Islands Baptist Church in Brockville, Ontario. I'm your host, Alex Philippi. We all know life is hard, but Jesus is here for you. He wants to encourage you through his word and remind you that you can always stand in his grace. There are those who would say that the Christian life brings happiness. Well, that's not always true. Yes, it brings joy, but happiness, well, the Christian life is difficult. Serving God and trying to remain faithful to him is a task. It is not something that comes naturally or easily. We face all sorts of temptations. And today what we want to do is talk about the 10 keys to gaining success when you are tempted. Yes, temptation, it's all around us. It's because we are people who live in a fallen nature, a fallen body. And though we can be renewed in the Lord, we still have the effects of Adam's sin upon us. So let's look at this temptation and these 10 things that we need to learn so that we can gain victory over the things that you are wrestling with today. And it may be different than what I'm wrestling with, my temptation, your temptation. The fact is, when we want to serve God, we have temptation because the spirit is willing to be obedient, but the flesh is very weak. Before you became a Christian, you just did what you wanted to do when you wanted to do it, and you never felt that much guilty about it. There was justification from your friends. There was justification from the culture. There was justification from the world around us. But now the Spirit of God convicts us when we are not walking as we ought to, and we are always pulled back to those things of the flesh. Well, let me give you some truths about temptation. First of all, temptation in itself is not sin. Jesus was tempted. Satan tempted him, but he didn't sin in doing that. His humanness had this temptation put upon it that was genuine and real. Christ was tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. So first of all, understand that temptation in itself is not sin. It's when we fall to it. It's when we give in. Second thing we need to remember is that temptation will never completely leave you. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how godly you are. It doesn't matter how much time you go to church or how much you read the Bible or anything else. The reality is temptation will never completely leave you. It'll be a battle that you face until the day you see Jesus face to face. And that is just humanness. Now, that's not justifying the fact that we are tempted or we fall in our temptation. But it is a reality that it will always be a battle that you face. You may gain an upper hand in it. You may gain victory over it from day to day, but quite often, whatever it is that you are wrestling with, it will be a battle until the day that you see Christ. The third thing we need to remember is that, that we are all under this reality 
of being tempted equally. There's no one exempt from that. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there is no temptation that is uncommon to all men. We all struggle many times with the same things. You're not alone. You're not the only one struggling with that issue in your life. It doesn't mean everyone's struggling with the same issue, but the reality is whatever you are under that great temptation, that desire to do what you know you ought not to do, understand that there are godly people who wrestle with it as well. They may have more experience perhaps in gaining an upper hand to it, but the reality is that there's no temptation that is uncommon to all men. We all face the same things because we live in this world and the world wants to pull us away from Christ. The fourth thing is this. Some of the temptations are truly from Satan, or at least prompted by Satan. I always say, I don't need the devil to mess my life up because I can do a great job all by myself. But the reality is, Satan knows what buttons to push in your life. He's been involved in your life. He has seen you grow up. He knew you when you were under his domain. And now that when you came to repentance in Christ and the Spirit of God drew you to the Lord Jesus and there was genuine repentance, Satan didn't walk away from you and say, well, that's the end of that. No. Now the battle begins. You weren't at battle with Satan prior to your salvation, but now you are. And Satan prompts you to sin. He knows what your weaknesses are. He knows your past. He knows the things that trigger you to disobey. Now, the question is, why would he do that? Well, the answer is because Satan wants you to fall. He does not want you to worship the Lord. He does not want you to grow. He does not want you to become godly. He wants to keep you away from church. He wants you to keep you away from your prayer life. He wants to keep you from reading the Bible. He wants to take the joy out of your life. He wants to make you doubt whether you're even a Christian. That is what he does. He is a liar. He's a deceiver. And so we need to understand that Satan often is like pushing the snowball down the hill. And so he's very actively involved. And we have spiritual armor that we can put on. We have the word of God, which is necessary for us to uh, grasp a hold of, to help us in our time of weaknesses. The fifth thing is that Jesus knows our weaknesses. He is the almighty God. He is the omnipotent one. He is the one who is all-knowing. The Lord knows the things in your life that you are tempted by, whether they be things of the flesh or things of the mind or possessions, tempted by pride, tempted to gossip, tempted to criticize, whatever it might be. The Lord Jesus is fully aware of the things in your life that tempt you. And he also is fully aware of the times that you fall and he's fully aware of the fact that he is the provider for you to come back to restoration. The Lord does not stand over you and say, well, you failed again. You're no longer qualified. Rather, he offers you 
like the prodigal son, always to come back into fellowship with him. The sixth thing we need to understand about temptation is don't justify your temptations. Don't use any experience to say, well, the reason I fall is because of. Don't justify it. The world wants to tell you, well, you know, that's what everyone does. But don't do that. Come to the Lord and say, Lord, I am a sinner and I need you to forgive me. The Lord doesn't need excuses as to why you fell one more time. And he really doesn't need to know because of the fact he knows that they're not valid reasons. Mercy is bestowed upon you when you come to the Lord and say, I am a sinner. I am guilty. Please forgive me. There's where mercy is bestowed, not in excuses or justifying your actions. So don't try to make excuses for the fact that you failed. Don't try to make excuses or justify yourself. Come back to Christ and say, Lord, I know I'm an idiot. I, I failed one more time. Please, please forgive me. Number seven is that there is a victory in your life daily in your temptation struggles. In other words, sometimes it's going to be a day by day by day by day battle. You get up in the morning and you have to say, Lord, give me the grace I need to get through today. Lord, keep my eyes pure. Lord, keep my mind pure. Lord, keep my tongue from saying or spreading or or being critical. But there is victory for that temptation. And there is victory on a daily basis. What we need is to pray. We need to acknowledge our weakness before the Lord because he already knows it's, it's there. He already knows fully that we are weak individuals. So tell the Lord, Lord, help me today. But there's also the word of God. Open the Bible and read scripture because Satan flees from the word of God. And the scriptures is what the Holy Spirit will use to encourage you and to get your mind in the right place. And so I say to you, if you are neglecting your prayer life, if you are neglecting your devotions, you are open to all sorts of temptations and falling into that temptation because you have no resistance. You have no prayer. You have no scripture reading to prevent you from sinning. Thy word have I hid my heart that I might not sin against thee. And there's also accountability. We do need someone to be accountable to. And that is why staying at home and living the Christian life outside of the fellowship of other churches or the fellowship of believers doesn't work. You need accountability. You need fellowship. You need believers who will encourage you. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. And therefore, you need to have that accountability. You cannot be a godly Christian and stay at home and not be involved in the fellowship of other believers. In other words, you got to go to church. Simple as that. You need to be a part of a church. You need to have Christian fellowship and have a place 
where you can worship the Lord because he's worthy of that worship. Number eight, temptation is often subtle and deep-rooted, but grace can be the victory. It's God's grace that brings us through. But temptation is subtle. It's not like the lightning bolt hits you. Rather, it is something deep and subtle within you. It is just that one trigger that, that makes us think or turn our eyes or, or react in a way we should not react. But grace is the victory. Ask God, Lord, give me the grace I need to get through this. Give me the grace I need to say no. Give me the grace I need to do what I need to do. Give me the grace I need to speak encouraging words. It is, a, it is from the grace of God that you will find victory. Number nine, Satan wants to keep you in bondage. He wants to keep you in bondage. He wants you to fall. He wants to keep you away from growing and from worship. That is the, the ploy of Satan. And so we cannot allow that to occur. We cannot become his tool in this world. So we need, we must, we have to battle those areas of our lives. And finally, number 10, let me say this. You can be a tool for the Lord Jesus. In other words, if you are tempted, understand there is someone else who's being tempted too with the exact same thing. As you grow and gain victory over these areas and these struggles, turn around and help the other believer in that same path that you have traveled. Help them grow in the Lord as well. Don't just be the victim, but be the encourager and say, I understand what you're going through. I've been there. I am there. Maybe today we can pray together. Maybe you can let me know when you're struggling so I can pray with you and for you. So don't just play the victim. Be the encourager and realize you can be a great tool in God's hands to help other believers live a godly life. I want to encourage you today to pray. Read the Word of God. Do not neglect the Lord. And please, find a place where you can worship the Lord Jesus because he is worthy to be worshipped. And it is our obligation to give him the glory that is due unto his name. I'm Alan McQuarrie. And again, if you need someone to pray as you were here for that purpose, we will continue. May God richly, richly bless you. Thank you for being with us today on Standing Grace. I'm Alex Philippi, inviting you to join us for more teaching like this in person at Thousand Islands Baptist Church in Brockville, Ontario, and to join us online at standinggrace.com. Until next time.